three, two, one. All right, good to go. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Checkerboard Check-In, episode two. Back after a couple weeks, took Christmas, New Year's off. Didn't really think of that when we were scheduling it, but we're back now. Got a lot to get into today. Pretty pretty eventful day on Rocky Top. How are you guys doing today? Doing good? Doing solid. Start off with the basketballs, I guess. Had a couple couple games this last week. Had Bama and um, Arkansas. I didn't get to watch the game last night. I was actually working. Anybody want to fill me in? I know. Yeah. I know somebody had to be watching it. I did see uh, Lawrence, his uh, block average is still floating around four blocks a game in SEC play, which is maybe the most ridiculous stat I've ever heard in my life. I was most impressed with uh, Josiah Jordan-James, honestly. He uh, filled up the stat sheet, and he's becoming a leader on the team. He really is. Uh, uh, Barnes even mentioned it in the post game that he's become one of the vocal leaders of the team, if not the leader of the team now. So uh, I, I, I was very impressed with his development from the first year because he seemed to just kind of be lost on the court sometimes last year. But he uh, he really has developed this year. And that speaks, I think that speaks a testament to uh, the coaching staff uh, and, and what they've done, been able to do with him and makes me excited for uh, our other five-star freshmen to see what they can do with them. For sure. For sure. Keon get the first start last night, too. I did see that. I figured that was just yes. a matter of time coming. He had a really solid game. Yeah. He got into the lane pretty much at will. He's so good from that mid-range area, too. It's like he can stop on a dime and turn around and hit a tough fadeaway jumper on you. And, I mean, it's just like that every time. Seems like he gets it at will. Yeah, I think Barnes, didn't he say after the game, too, that Jaden Springer was – I think, believe he was going to start, too, but then the ankle was still kind of mm-hmm. a little bit shifty, which that's kind of expected. He didn't have much time to turn around there. But at least it shows we don't have prima donna five stars, which I don't think we did anyway, but they're, they're come, ready to come out and play every night. That's uh, a – We don't have Penny Hardaway five stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the five cents five cents stars yeah i mean it it looked like a solid win for my i mean i think it's good to have a little bit of adversity i know we were trailing at the half but it i saw the score at half and i was worried but turning around second half that makes me feel a lot better after the bama loss because i mean didn't feel bad after the bama loss i don't know about y'all i mean it it was kind of one of those cases of they were hot to start the second half. And, I mean, it just it, – when a team gets hot like that, we saw against Auburn a couple of years ago. I mean, it's just – that's nearly impossible to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fulkerson started to look like last year's Fulkerson last night as well. Yeah, that's what I read. That's what I read. We need when him. When the offense started flowing through Fulkerson, it's like everything just started to open up. And it wasn't just him scoring either. He hit Victor Bailey on a couple – you know, pass outs after he'd get it down low. I think Bailey hit two or three threes off of Fulkerson assist. So, mm-hmm. I mean, last night it was like, get the ball to Folky and get out of the way, but stay ready because he's going to find you. You know what I mean? It was it's like it was a total 180 from the Alabama game. 
it was, it was flashbacks to a couple of years ago when it was the the inside out approach. You get it down to Fulkerson. Then it was Grant Williams. You know, he turned around, pass it out to Admiral. It, I mean, that's that's kind of been Barnes's mo ever since he got here. Since he's had the players to run a system like that. But yeah, it's different faces, but it's good to see that that same system is. Which we know continuity is a big thing under Barnes, but it's good to see that that's still something that can work and you pair it with the defense we got now I mean that's that's gonna be hard to beat as evidenced by the eight and one record but I mean I I'm still excited I mean you never like losing to Bama but you kind of wonder if it was a, a good gut check this early in the season rather get beat now than in March yeah right now Kentucky knows that all too well right now what, what, oh my God, dude! <laughs> you love to see it, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It doesn't hurt my feelings at all. They could lose a few more. I was about to say they started two and zero in conference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we play them once or twice. We play them twice, don't we? Yes. Should yeah. yeah. Oh, That's man, just two more losses for them. Yeah. Yeah. Big losses. <laughs> Well, that's, that's all I had on basketball. Like I said, I wasn't able to watch the game last night. I mean, it seems solid. Like I said, good good to have some early season adversity like that, especially with several new faces in this year. So I I don't have much more. If I got anything else to add, go ahead. But if not, we'll go ahead and get into the um, latest in the football world, which is always, as we've talked about before in the last episode, every day is uh, – a whirlwind, I guess. Does anybody have a, a better word to describe it? Because I don't. <laughs> nah, that's probably as good as it gets. Yeah, that's. I think that's all I all I can think of. But I mean, I know. Um, report came out a couple of days ago that they've they've hired kind of the uh, the angel of death lawyers. It's the way they've painted it out to to sound like I. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to act like I know anything about the legal side of what's going on, but I know several people from what I've read said that when these two lawyers that they brought in now, when they get on the case, it normally, normally uh, is a sign of end of times for a, a head coach. So that's, you had that. And, then and had, what's um, interesting. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, what's interesting to me is that apparently the reason Eric Gray was held out of the last game was because of this investigation. So it's been going on for for some time now, and that was what was interesting to me. Yeah, and I mean that's just it's it's another case of Tennessee not being able to get out of their own way. It looks like because I know that's that was the big talk on Twitter today. Is I mean uh, with all of this going on, and apparently they put a hold on extending contracts for the coaches, hiring new coaches. So now we've got everybody else in the country picking up their first on the list assistant coaches while we're we don't know what we're doing it looks like so that's if if it gets to a point yeah I mean if it gets to a point where Pruitt is still the coach I mean I I don't know I know his top defensive line targets going to Texas now so I right he did talk to Steele today from Auburn um I I have a hard time believing Steele's gonna leave to come to our situation, but you know, if it, it, you're right, if you're handcuffing him, the longer this drags on, so 
it, it, you got to you got to pick your side of the fence in a situation. Yeah, and I I mean you know somebody I mean Steele's one of the best defensive coordinators. You know he's going somewhere. He's he's not going to be at Auburn. So I I mean whatever move we make, I mean that as a head coach, he wasn't really at the top of my list. But as a defensive coordinator, I don't think you're going to find anybody better. And I mean, we know he's gone now. Yeah, and with his Knoxville ties as well. Yeah, our our old pal Derek Mason, as of a couple hours ago, has accepted the job at Auburn, the defensive coordinator job. So, um, oh really? Yeah, Steels, he's out. They his contract isn't officially up, but I mean that's that's a new hire now. So. I mean, you kind of saw when yeah, they their coach college. wanted to go all outside hires. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame him. So somebody's going to get steel, and as we know, Alabama loses their coordinators every off season, like they have offense already. So didn't have a spectacular yeah. the year either. That that would that would really just. I know we're in twenty twenty one now, but that would really just cap off a good twenty twenty for Alabama to hire um, Kevin Steele as a defensive coordinator that would like they need something like that yeah it would make sense for him because you know he sets himself up for a potential job down the line don't you think oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah absolutely i think yeah be- i would see him and, and venables as potential head coaching candidates for the future mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i mean the venables he has been for I mean, was he – I feel like he – It was, seems like every cycle he is rumored to have a job. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been – I know he said before that he wouldn't leave unless the situation was perfect. And But, I mean, he's been – like you said, it's been out there since – I feel like since we hired Butch. It may not have been quite that early, but, uh, I mean, by the time Pruitt was hired, I know it had been a couple years then. So, you're very close to it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I – I don't know. I guess my main thing, my main thing is just transparency on it. But I mean that that hasn't been a feature from the uh, athletic department since I've known Tennessee athletics. So, well, whatever they're going to do at this point, I mean, we talked about before our feelings on Pruitt moving on, stuff like that. D. Scott, if you want to comment, you have your thoughts on it, go ahead. But I mean, I know we've I know we've talked about that, so. I, Whatever, if they're going to move on, yeah. hire a new guy. I mean, I just wish at this point, I just wish they'd go ahead and do it. Just do something. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's got one more year of tops. I think you can give him that one extra year. Um, and then if he doesn't produce next year, you know, 500 or less, then, then move on. Because he's got a lot of talent come in, but he's got to bring the right coaches in to develop those guys too and, and make sure we utilize them right. Like, And as far as like just, the the in season decision making like keeping JG in there as long as you did like you can't be doing that kind of stuff that's just just not gonna help your cause unless you want out so yeah but yeah I mean I think personally I think give him one more year because we do have that good recruiting class coming in and then just go from there you know see what's what yeah yeah because that I mean everybody's talking about the pool of coaches that's out this year and I mean yeah it is a pretty strong selection or it was before a lot of them started getting hired. But, I mean, I, I don't know that necessarily next year you're not going to have a strong group as well, too. I mean, it's – Oh, yeah. From Tennessee fans' point of view, it's it's just a strong year because Hugh Freeze is out there. And, I mean, that's – while it is strong, one coach doesn't just make an entire coaching pool 
good or not good. I mean, that's if you've got Nick Saban at one mm-hmm. and you've got Derek Mason at another one, I mean, that's kind of averages out a little bit, I would think. Not everybody can have a Nick Saban as we unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, you talking about bringing in new additions for next year. I mean, solid recruiting class, locked up Dylan Brooks since the last time we talked. That was, I feel like, mm-hmm. besides Salter, I mean, I feel like that's the biggest recruit in the class. What do y'all think? Well, I think everybody saw it. We couldn't get pressure on the quarterback. So, in that case, you know, that translated back to the secondary. You know, you can only cover for so long, especially when you're playing cats like Alabama's got, you know, four first-rounders in a two-year span can outrun anybody. I mean, it's hard to do anything with that. So, Brooks brings in that immediate – well, what we hope is that immediate help. You know, somebody Mm -hmm. get to the quarterback. And I think between him, Barron, Morvin Joseph, uh, Byron Young, the dude, the Juco guy that we got, uh, I think that's four pretty solid options. Roman Harrison. uh, Remember everything I can see, we're going to bring back a lot of our uh, defensive line from this year. So, you know, that's experience. But it goes back to you got to bring in somebody to develop that. Because our defensive line wasn't just great by any means. So, Brooks does help a lot. I think he probably replaces uh, DeAndre Johnson, who's now in Miami, uh, in that capacity. And as much as we hate to say it, you don't get Brooks if you don't have Pruitt. Uh, that's he's they're Alabama guys, and that's the reason we have Brooks on our roster right now. So, uh, you know, whether you like it or not, that's the reason we have Brooks right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not often you see a recruit come out and just state it, but yeah, he did. He was, I mean, he was pretty clear that no Pruitt, no Brooks. So, I mean, that's that's like uh, Harrison Bailey's dad. He got roasted because he said that Harrison Bailey is at Tennessee because Jeremy Pruitt is at Tennessee, period. Yeah. And look, yeah, the kids go to coaches. They don't necessarily go to programs. They go to coaches. And I think it's been really relevant, especially with the last couple of classes we've had, because we don't have a ton of success here in the recent years. But we can still pull in some pretty, you know, decently rated recruits because of our coaching staff. Yeah. Even, I mean, even with tur- turmoil, that's, or, I mean, they say where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's been a lot of smoke the last couple of days. So, uh, e- even with that going on, I mean, I guess we can get into that. Um, Hooker from Virginia Tech at quarterback. I mean, I, before, that was actually when I texted y'all's in the group earlier today, we were going to talk about transfer portal anyway. So, I, I had a few quarterbacks I had in mind that, I thought would be decent additions. He was he was at the top of my list. I mean, you look at the portal. He was in high school, four star, dual threat quarterback, and it's not like you're getting a guy that's coming in with no experience at his prior school. I mean, the guy, what was it, thirty seven touchdowns over the last two years, and yep, that's not all passing either. I mean, the guy's legit. I know we. We probably from the last couple of years we hear the term dual threat and we think of uh, old number two back there running around like he's uh, got an injured ACL already. But, yeah, that's, yeah that, that's that's something that can always make me smile, not from a happy point of view, but just kind of like wow is the fact whenever I remember that Jared Garantano was a higher-rated dual-threat quarterback than Jalen Hurts. That 
every every time every time I see that, it's just those two in the same class, and Garantano was the higher rated dual threat. That just that blows my mind whenever I think of it. But I mean, you watch two seconds of Hooker's tape, and you've got a legit dual threat. I mean, there's lab- labels don't matter with it. Yeah. And it seems like uh, it's kind of a clear direction that Chaney wants to go with a dual threat with Salter and now Hooker. Um, so it, it, I, I view it as a good thing, but you never, you never want to. And even and think about it, that Michael Penix could have been on this roster as well if we'd have kept him instead of J, JT Strout. So. It's 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 a clear direction, I think, and it's weird because Cheney usually doesn't go for the dual threat, but it's it's obvious that that's what he wants at Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, look I, at Jake. Fromm, I, I think it's good. That's, he's he's the furthest from a dual threat I could think of. Yeah, that's I what, think it's a good pickup. You know, because I'm I'm from Hokey Country, so that's where I live. It's, right. Everybody loves the Hokies, but uh, um, I. Tennessee was the last place I expected Hooker to end up. But I saw that today. I was like, wow. You know, I think it's great. I think we got a mobile quarterback. He can make things happen. You know, he'll give us a spark if we need it because ultimately our quarterback room is fairly young, except for, I guess, Mauer at this point. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, he can step in and allow the young guys to develop a little bit more until we can start, you know, rotating them in. I think it would be good. You know, he's, he's an athlete. So, again, it comes back to – we're going to use him the way we're supposed to. Yeah. He's I, – I know he's a redshirt junior. I believe he's yet two, two years to play after this. I think that's what – I think that's what I saw. Yeah, Shout out to Landon at More Important Issues. Shout out to the boys over there because they they found the um, tape on him from uh, – I guess it was last year. And it's what Landon said in his tweet. And I know, I know Murphy responded to him. I saw that. You – I mean, I hate putting labels on people because you just, as we've seen here, you don't know how they're going to pan out until they actually pan out. But, I mean, the way he runs it, you slap orange on him from a few years ago. I mean, I don't know that you could tell his running style any different from Josh Dobbs. And it gets me a little excited. Nothing gets me that excited anymore just because I've seen how it pans out more often than not. But. Murphy, I mean, yeah, I know you saw – I know I wasn't the only one that saw it, too. It was one of those moments where I saw it and then scrolled down and I read that and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm glad I wasn't the only one that saw that, too. I'm glad the orange wasn't just overshadowing my eyes too much. I saw it, too. And the frame he has may be more suited for taking hits as a dual-threat quarterback. He seems like he's a little bigger guy than Josh Dobbs. Yeah. I know he was – Yeah. I His mean, high school profile said 6'4", 220. So, he, I'm sure he's a little bit heavier than that. Mm-hmm. Now. He's a big boy. Yeah. yeah, he's a big old boy. And that's the thing I think that you need in a mobile quarterback. I mean, you saw it with Dobbs. He would, he wasn't afraid to lower that shoulder on the goal line and push his way in. Oh, yeah. And you watch that tape. And, I mean, I, I really, really try not to make that comparison and, and have that thought because you don't – like you said, you don't want to have that expectation when a guy comes in. You don't know a whole lot about him. But – it's really hard to watch his tape and not think, wow, that looks like Josh Dobbs. But, I mean, it's a guy that – it's kind of the way that college football is going now, having a guy that can not only beat you with a big arm but beat you with his legs too, get out of the pocket, make things mm-hmm. happen, and, you know, design those plays where he's actually – you know, that's that's an option. It's not just 
go out there and, you know, look for these receivers. And if stuff breaks down, then you can make something happen. It's, Hey, we're, we're trying to go this direction. You find a hole and hit it. So I, I like bringing him in. I think, especially with a guy like Salter coming in, um, being a young guy, kind of get, learn the ropes, kind of figure out how to be a college quarterback. I think that's going to be a big thing for him moving forward. I don't know if you, I mean, I, you know, he has the most experience out of all the quarterbacks in the room. So do you expect him to be the starter? I don't know, but it's definitely going to help those guys in the room kind of learn and, and gain that experience and understand what it, what it's like to be a, a power five quarterback if they don't already know now. So it's good. Yeah. I mean, I, in Cheney's, I mean, that's what a lot of people don't realize is Harrison Bailey wasn't, wasn't Cheney's recruit. I mean, he, he was, he was on the ship before, before Cheney ever came in. So, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with a good pocket passer. I mean, that's some of the, I mean, probably most of the greatest quarterbacks for all time. I mean, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I mean, if they're running, it's normally because somebody's chasing them. They're, they're not, they're not out on read options, nothing like that. But I mean, me personally, it just, if it were me, I'd always have a dual threat coming in. I mean, if, if you want a pocket passer too, I mean, it's, it makes more sense for college. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just another, it's just another element that college kids have to defend. I mean, and it's, it's, you've seen, Guys like Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, the NFL. I mean, it's slowly taking over in the NFL too. I mean, I'm I think the days of a just straight up pocket passer are probably limited. I don't think it'll ever be completely out of the game just because a good one can hurt you so badly. But I mean, it's that's when everybody's going that direction. I mean, it's it's hard not to get wrapped up in it. And I mean at the very least, if Hooker comes in, say he's he's not what you thought he was with his arm. I mean, it's just I know we don't like running two quarterback systems. I know I know Murphy said that before too, but at least I mean, at least his legs give you something on scout team at the very least. I mean, something somebody that can go out and emulate those guys just with his legs. So I don't see any way that this pickup hurts at all. I mean, I I, I think in a time where everybody's trying to root rip Pruitt's head off right now. I mean, that's – I got to give it to him. That's a pretty good pickup there. One that I didn't really see coming. I kind of – like I said, I, I saw it last couple of days, would have liked it. But, no, I like D. Scott said, I didn't – I didn't think here would be his first pick. Not at all. No. Has, it, has there any been uh, – J.G., has he said anything about where he's going or where he's thinking about going? I haven't heard yet. I haven't seen it. I know if Arkansas State, if he, yeah, if he was looking for <laughs> not with Bush, I, he may just be waiting on them to move that up. coordinator. I mean, he's already he hasn't coached. <laughs> I was about practice. to say he's having trouble hiring any coach, much yeah. less a quarterback. Yeah, hasn't coached a practice yet, and he's on his um, looking for his third right now, third offensive coordinator. The first one is um, Texas's quarterback coach now, and the second. I don't remember who the second was, but yeah, he got hired just a couple of days ago. So that not not looking good for old Butch Boy. First first year on the job, first week on the job. But I, I hate it for him. Lyle, Lyle, old, old Lyle, Lyle, Lyle. Oh yeah, it breaks my heart. Yeah, I mean maybe that's maybe that's what JG's waiting on, just for him to get any warm body that's can maybe coach an offense. But I, who knows. Who knows? The only yeah, the only real transfer I've seen. Twenty twenty one is gonna be the year of the 
Yeah. 2021 is going to be the year of the moral victories in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. That's what you need. Brick by brick. Results on the field are secondary, honestly. I mean, who cares about wins and losses when you you feel good about yourself at the end of the day? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Five-star hearts. Yeah. <laughs> Champions of life. That brings a tear to my eye just remembering those days. <laughs> but I mean, Not happy tears either. No, 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 no. Take that for what it's worth. Take that for what it's worth. Yeah. This that's like the only... Arthur meme when just popped up. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's the only solid move I've seen so far. And I well, you said um DeAndre Johnson in Miami. Not a huge surprise there, really. I mean, that's I think I said it on the last episode. It's hard to keep. It's hard to keep California kids out of California, Texas kids out of Texas, and South Florida kids in South Florida. So, I mean, the second I saw he was transferring, yep. I didn't know if it would be Miami necessarily, but somewhere like in FAU, Florida International, something like that. I mean, I I would have put a lot of money that he was going and back it's, to Florida. Yep. And I would be willing to bet that if our record was seven and three instead of three and seven, that he's not looking for a new home, yeah. but it is what it is at this point. And uh, what are y'all's thoughts on Kevon Bennett? Do you think Pruitt gives him another chance? I doubt it. With, just with all the, with, with all the negativity around the program right now, uh, I think that'd be kind of a suicidal move to, try to bring him back in I and plus I mean if he was a freshman agreed agreed maybe in a couple years if he was a freshman and Pruitt does turn things around I mean maybe then but I yeah the situation right now no I I don't see him back I don't know where he goes I don't know somebody gives him a shot I mean agreed obviously a decent talent but I, I didn't expect I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect Ty Chandler to enter the portal. I mean, I understand he it did. to a degree. I didn't either. But I, I didn't. I didn't expect that to be honest. This long. I mean, I from from a football standpoint, like you said, I understand why he is. I mean, it just seemed like from what from what I've heard on Tyon Evans, it sounds like he's legit. I mean, I know he's not necessarily a speed mm-hmm. back, but you've got that with Eric Gray already. Jabari Small is in the slouch. Yeah. 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 Jabari Small looks yeah. solid. Tyon You're bringing in Jalen Wright, who's probably going to take over as a speed guy now if you need him in some packages. But, yeah, mm-hmm. guys like Callaway, Holiday, stuff like that. I mean, the results aren't there yet, obviously, but – that's one thing you gotta, and I mean, I don't, I don't dislike Jeremy Pruitt. I wish he would succeed here, and I mean, I think that's a thing he's done a decent job at is adding speed to this roster, size and speed. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think we can all agree mm-hmm. it hasn't been coached up the best, but I mean, right? Anybody that says this roster is better than Butch's last year, I mean, I'd, I'd have to say they're insane. I, I've seen that take floated out a couple of times, but yeah. I, I mean. I personally, I mean, we can talk about it. I think this team would kill that 2017 team. I think they'd kill them. Other people have had the exact opposite reaction, but even though it hasn't been coached up, I mean, I'm I, hoping, it's more speed, definitely, and size. 
And uh, maybe that's a, a, a good selling point for a future head coach. Um, we're in a lot better position than we were a few years ago. And um, at the least, that's encouraging. And who knows? Who knows? Um, it seems like the kind of wheels are in motion right now. And uh, we'll see where it stops. Yeah. I mean, we got to – we have to do something with offensive line. Yeah. Like, we, we – our offensive line is way too good to be as inconsistent as we were last year. I mean, to come out as strong as we were the first two games. I mean, we ended okay, but we're just way too good to get beat as bad as we did mm-hmm. game after game, especially, you know, with the big guys, you know, Florida, Bama, Georgia. It's just it's, – it's unacceptable. we got to find somebody that can – that really knows how to use them. The talent's there. I mean, that's – Oh, absolutely. Mays is back. Cade Mays is like back. That, I was so excited for our offensive line this year, and then they they just they laid an egg, really. You yeah. know, midway through the year, it's just we look the same as when we played West Virginia a couple of years ago. Yeah, you're losing Trey, but I mean, yeah, you like you said, you got Mays back. You're going. It looks like you're still going to mm-hmm. hold on to Morris, um, Wright, Darnell Wright. Mm-hmm. Which Darnell, I think he's been kind of a disappointment so far. I mean, but. I, I mean, yeah. the whole line kind of underperformed this year. You've got Jerome. I'm excited about Spraggins. Everybody loves seems to love Spraggins. Yeah, he's. I he's was. Uh, I was. I felt pretty good about uh, Cooper Mays. The, yeah. the little bit he played. Yeah, I mean, he, did. he young, played great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I he thought he did really play. well handling himself. Yeah, he had that one play where he got pushed back, but besides that, I mean, that for a freshman to come in yeah. first start like that, I thought he was. I thought he was solid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you don't have as big a names just because Trey Smith is gone next year. But I mean, Tyron mm-hmm. Calvert. I mean, I he's been. I mean, I know he gets hurt a lot, but when he's on the field, he may have. Besides Trey, he may have been my favorite lineman these last couple of years. I mean, Calvert. Every time he goes mm-hmm. in, it, it seems like they they don't want to play mm-hmm. him as much to get right more experience. And I know I understand with him being the five star guy like that, but Karon Calvert, ever since he's been on campus, I think he's, I think any other place he he's a solid lineman, and he is here. But it's just he he gets hurt, and that kind of pushes back his development. Then he catches up, then he gets hurt again. So, I mean, the guys are there, and I mean, we we all think it was coaching. It, it, it looks like it was. That's kind of the consensus now with Will Friend the last couple of years, which I don't. Mm-hmm. I just I don't understand what happened to him. I mean, he. I know before we hired him, Will Friend was. I mean, he was one of the top O line coaches in the nation, or that's what everybody thought of him at least. I mean, I, I remember back then when we hired him, I was like, "That's." I mean, that everybody kind of agreed that was a solid hire. Then I don't know. I mean, it still was, almost seems like that. it's like that, even though the production isn't there because, you know, he wanted to go he, – he went with Bobo to South Carolina, and now Bobo's going uh, – leaving as well. So, Will Friend will go with him. But I just don't get it. I don't understand why he's <laughs> such a hot commodity. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's when they were both – him and Bobo, that's when they're at Colorado State together. And, I mean – I don't I just I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. I don't know if it's something with Cheney overreaching there. I mean, it's not the talent. I mean, we've seen it's not the talent. I just unless it's Pruitt or Cheney just mm-hmm. trying to inject themselves in there, but I who knows, honestly. I mean, that's one of them that that that's a hire that 
people try to use against Pruitt now. And it's – I this episode, it sounds like I'm just Jeremy Pruitt's biggest fan. But, I mean, I'm – I'm really not. I mean, but it's just that was one of those that was one of those hires that I mean, now it looks bad, but at the time, I mean, I don't know how you could really blame him for that. I mean, when he yeah, when he hired him, I mean, that was a solid hire. So, I don't know. I guess I guess this episode mm-hmm. I'm just defended Jeremy Pruitt still. I'm not trying to, but I mean, obviously the way we talked about him last episode, but I mean, that's I don't know. A, a lot of the strife against him is well earned but then some of it i'm i don't know the the people that just don't want him to succeed here and just want somebody else i mean you're crazy i mean i, I don't care who the yeah. is. i want them to do a good job i mean i want it doesn't to- benefit the program whatsoever right no looking I, for a coach every three I hate that. helps nobody i mean if you're out on him i understand but i mean yeah. if he's still your coach i mean it's when you openly like the people that are openly rooting for us to lose to Vanderbilt, I mean, I understand why, if you'd want that, why you'd want that to happen, but I don't care if we haven't won a game all year. I'm, I'm not losing to Vanderbilt. I mean, yeah, that's just, I don't know. I think that's insane personally, but that's the thing with Twitter. Everybody's got their opinion nowadays. So. Oh, dude, that irritated me so much. People just wanting him to fail. I'm like, why? Me again, man, you, you talked about you know? it. Then. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I understand yeah. if you want that to push your narrative, okay. But I mean, it's just, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't, I don't know. And I mean, it's not like I played college football or anything. So I'm not a big, but I mean, football has been a big part of my life. So I guess coming from a football just standpoint, player, coach, whatever, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me why you would want that why you would ever want, you know, your team to fail intentionally. I mean, unless you're the Jaguars and going for the first-round pick or number one pick, I guess. But, uh, yeah, um, it's or a little the, different. Or the Eagles, <laughs> maybe. Hey. It's, uh, <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> don't remember seeing that on the segment list, so we can, uh, we can okay. move on from that. <laughs> we'll move on, then. We'll move on. I, just... I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want go, to interrupt. Go off, King. But the lady, ball, the lady balls are up 13 with a minute five left over 13th ranked Arkansas. The unranked lady balls, which I think is garbage, they're up 13 with a minute left. Sounds like Kelly Harper. There you go. Yeah. Like it won't be unranked much longer. Yeah. I don't know how they're not. I think we've got a pretty solid squad this year. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it. I, I don't get as much into the Lady Vols, but if y'all – yeah, if that's something y'all want to talk in on moving forward, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think there's a better program at Tennessee. I mean, football back in the day, but with the history and tradition they've got, yeah, I mean, that's that's something I've looked over. But, yeah. Boys, we're kind of running it up on them now. Really? They're up 17 now with 29 seconds left. I would say that's a solid win. Yeah, yeah I would that's a big the bag, but we've all seen – we look at the colors we're all wearing tonight, so I won't say it's in the bag until I see all zeros across there. Forgive me. <laughs> anything, anything can happen. I mean, but I don't know. Here's something I didn't bring up, and y'all probably don't know about it, but D. Scott did tell me, how would you let us get this long in an episode without me 
congratulating you. D. Scott got hired. Um, was it you said the city of Roanoke? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I went for the last, the third and final meeting yesterday. Um, so I'm going to be the recreation program supervisor for the athletics division of the city. So congrats, man. Thanks. Awesome. I appreciate it. So um, I'm excited. You know, it's not, you know, I've been trying to work in college athletics, but at the end of the day, I have a sports related job, you know, or a sports center job. So I'm, I'm really excited. You know, it's still fairly close to home. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it won't, uh, there's no conflict of interest with, uh, with Tennessee. So I know working, I still work at Radford, my under, which is where I got my undergrad and, you know, you cheer for Radford you have events on the same days as, you know, Tennessee and, or whoever you might cheer for. So it's nice. I can still get to be a college, college football fan, a Tennessee football fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I, I had to dig you for the Eagles earlier, but you knew I'd bring it back around. Brady Vols, it's final. Just went final. Yep, 8873. It's just, I don't know. Doug, Doug is killing me right now. I don't know how to feel. Yeah, uh, we gotta we gotta bring in some help. We need an offensive coordinator and a quarterback coach, which I, we need a defensive coordinator now too. But but does does yeah, Peterson hurt my feelings that he left the plays? I thought he did. Does Doug Peterson call the plays, or does he have? I mean, I know he has an OC. Yeah, he does. Yeah, no, Doug Doug calls the plays. We need because see, like everybody talks about, you know, the whole Wentz falls thing and now Hurts is doing better than Wentz, which I'm still a Wentz fan, but Hurts, I mean, he absolutely deserved to play. But, you know, when it came down to it, people look back like, oh, Foles did better. He won the Super Bowl. But at the same time, at the end of that season, we lost a very good quarterback coach and a very good offense coordinator who went to Indianapolis. So we were going to be hurting. And then he didn't bring anybody in. So he was calling the plays and just crapped the bed. And yeah, it's been it's been a, a rough year, but the this last game, like I, I don't know. So. Yeah, tough times in Philly. I know their fans are like I've said to you before. They they've got the most understanding fans in the world. So I'm I'm sure they I'm sure the they won't do anything yeah. over there. No, not by no, they're great. They're nice. They're nice people up there. So, oh yeah. <laughs> well, um, if you're ready to move on, we've got other moves from around the SEC. Just coaching moves, um, returns. I know Auburn the last couple of days. I know they got a smoke Monday. I believe he's coming back. Good player. Um, Jared Carandano knows the back of his jersey very well, so he's he'll be back. Luckily, we don't have Auburn next year, though. Um, as far as coaching goes, I mean, I, we talked about it a little bit before. Derek Mason going to Auburn now. Mike Bobo, Will Friend. It, I, don't, I don't know if we've talked since Harson got hired there. I don't remember what day that was exactly. But, I mean, a lot of Auburn fans are ripping on it. But, I mean, if you're going after a head coach with – a good track record. I mean, Brian Harson was, I mean, I know it's at Boise state. It's not sec. I mean, I get that, but I mean, he was like 70 something and 30 something, I think at, at Boise state. I mean, that's mm -hmm. yeah. all the way back to Arkansas state. He had a good record 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand yeah, I just, if you want I mean, somebody SEC, but I mean, somebody with proven experience. I mean, I don't know. I thought their some of their outrage was, I don't know. I would have liked Brian Harson at Tennessee. I mean, I, I wouldn't have been against it personally. I, I don't know if I would have ripped on him. I, I think I'm kind of semi with that crowd. I was a little confused. I mean, yeah, great track record, everything. Great coach. But to not really have – to not have any of that in Power Five, you know, it is a different – it is basically a different league. So, it's going to be – you know, you're going to have different athletes that you need to – you need to adjust for and game plan for. So, for, for Auburn to take somebody from Boise just kind of confused me. But, hey, he may come out and surprise me. You know, he may be a very adaptable coach, and he can come out and just just run it. But uh, okay. yeah, you know, we'll see. Um, I, I really didn't expect them because I think wasn't uh, I think someone was on the table, wasn't he? He was still free. I mean, not I don't think they interviewed him, but he was free. Um, you know, you had you had a handful of big name guys that you could win after, and they went for Boise State. So I don't know. That's the main – I understand from – he's not from this – from SEC country. He doesn't really have many ties there. So, I understand that that part. I'm not saying he's a great hire. Yeah, I definitely see some of it like that that would kind of worry me if I was an Auburn fan. But it, I, right. as far as big SEC names go, I just don't think there was – there was much there that they could have – that they, I, th- I think Auburn fans expected a lot more, but I don't really know why. I guess this is my mm-hmm. main thing with it. But you had that. Um, is Muschamp had a problem here? He, so he turned down the Texas. To, well, yeah, obviously, since they, um, I think, I don't know, has Texas hired a defensive coordinator now? I think they were talking to Derek Mason. I don't think Sarkeesian's hired anybody yet. Yeah. Yeah. Is he still coaching the championship game? Yeah. He's just still going to coach the championship game? Yeah. Yeah, he's still. I think Butch is still coaching the championship game. Yeah. He's a – dude, I love that quote earlier in the season Saban had. He was like, he's more – he's not an on-field coach. He does external external things for the team. He handles the decaf duties. Yeah. (laughs) He gets the coffee and the drink (laughs) and all that. I was like, that's perfect. The intern, intern uh, Butch. And then he's taking all the pictures after they, uh, after they won the yeah. game the other day with Najee Harris. Yeah. That looks like he's two seconds away from killing him for asking for a picture. I okay, so that's that was something I thought of in my head, just hypothetically. Do you think what percentage of the Alabama players do you think actually know what Butch Jones's name and title is? I put less than fifty percent. Maybe that's yeah. I do you I put less than ten percent. You honestly think <laughs> Najee Harris knows who Butch Jones is? That would just crack me up if if they asked him his opinion <laughs> on this. Maybe who who you talk? Oh, oh, he was okay. probably asking how this fan get down here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All access pass or something. I <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I, I didn't really mind that he was over there because obviously he's not doing anything. But when I see pictures like that and then pictures of him smoking the stogies every year after they beat us, I'm just like, dude, I mean, what? 
I, I can go stand in front of the Mona Lisa, but that doesn't mean I had anything to do with it. That's, that's kind of the same. I mean, like, what, what are you doing, man? You're just, you're just opening yourself up to getting roasted. Yeah. And I'm not in a position to roast anybody. I mean, what, what have I done in college football? But still, I mean, it's just – he makes it easy when he puts stuff like that out. Other news that – uh, this, yeah, yeah. this one got me really excited. I don't know if it'll happen. I mean, it's it's come up the last couple of years, I think, with different NFL jobs. But Dan Mullen's name floats out all the time. I know it's he's a target for the Jets right now, apparently. that I don't know if he leaves Florida. I think he's got a pretty, pretty good situation there. But yeah. here's to hoping next week he's the, he's the coach of the New York Jets by this time. Here's to hoping that his wife is making out with NFL players and not college players. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's oh. and I saw I saw the other day it was I think it was the Texas job. It's before they hired Sarkeesian. Somebody had said like they were going after Urban Meyer. And they said uh if they didn't get Urban Meyer, their next one was Dabo Sweeney. So why would Dabo Sweeney leave Clemson to go to Texas? Like that's that's a stupid move. Dabo's only so dumb. one job, maybe, maybe one job, and we all know where that is. And that's oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I Texas fan. Exactly. They, they, I know they're delusional because they think they're the real UT, but if it wasn't for David Crockett and the boys, they would yeah, be part of Mexico. So I. I won't listen to this plan from Texas fans anytime soon. What have they done? But yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> Urban Meyer. That's I'm glad you brought up Urban. I was going to talk about him too. That's. I mean, I know he's he's his name comes up with NFL every year, but I just I reported he wants twelve million a year from um, any team. I know it was the Dolphins that that report came out with the other day. Dolphins, Jaguars, mm-hmm. Jets, um, Chargers. Is there only four mm-hmm. open right now? It's only four I can think. Oh, Falcons. The Lions. Oh, and Lions, yeah. Lions and Texans. The Texans are still looking for one, too. Texans, too. Yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> and I saw Deshaun Watson wants a trade. Yeah. There's reports coming out of that. I know. I'd be okay with him leaving the AFC South. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> a couple of my friends. He always balls out against us. And I guess the, uh, the Chargers must not want to have success because they reached out to Jason Garrett, and I'm like, what about his resume tells you yeah. that he would be a good head coach? Yeah. He I had nine. He was, at, he was at Dallas for nine years. He had one successful year, and he lost the first round of the playoffs. He had a bye week and then lost first round. You had one good year. I, I thought Anthony Lynn was a decent coach. I mean, I, they won like yeah. their last five or four in a row, something like that. I mean, it's not like yeah, it's not like he's coaching the '85 Bears out there. I mean, he had a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, Justin Herbert looks legit, but I mean, I they're not just low yeah. talent. They got a few good pieces, but I, I think the way I think the way Herbert played just makes that job a little more enticing. Oh yeah. Because, oh I mean, yeah. You got a guy that just broke mm-hmm. the record for most passing touchdowns by a rookie. Well, he can only go up from here, right? 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to think that they're going to be able to get some kind of good pull in a coach yeah. hire. Hey. I, I think any NFL job, I think that's probably at the top of my list if I was a candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of San Diego uh, either. defensive coordinators, Tennessee could get uh, – the Vols could get Matt Patricia. Yeah. He's out. Matt Patricia. That would be I – mean, he has a good – he has a good track record. I mean, I was a head coach, but coordinator, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the best Patriots defenses were under him. Yeah. I mean, that would be, be – I'd be all right with that. I mean, there's no chance he's going to college, but – That's – yeah, because that, that's something I was thinking about the other day before – um or when – when all the coaching search, whenever they call it, what is it, Black Monday or something, the the, the day after the last regular season game, they that's normally the they bring the guillotine out. That's the that's the chopping block day. But I mean, it's you're looking at. I don't. I mean, I don't want to get too into like coaching candidates because I mean we still got one here right now. And I mean, it's this time of year. All you hear about is coaching candidates, but. That's what I thought about getting each of y'all, like, pick one NFL coordinator, like, that you think could have success as a head coach in college or in the NFL. Because, I mean, one – I mean, there's no shot it happens. So that's why I didn't I didn't think about it that much. But the Chiefs offensive coordinator, uh, the enemy, I know he's he's yeah. interviewing yeah. for NFL jobs right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he'd be in college, yeah. but, man. Not, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think I think Arthur Smith would have success, especially at the college level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a good track record. I mean, just looking at the way he kind of revolutionized Titans football, Titans offense. I mean, what two years ago we were probably one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Now we're, I mean, at one point this season, I think it was before the Packers game, for week fifteen or sixteen, whatever that was. We were first in points per game. I've never seen the Titans lead the league in points per game. Yeah. And I saw an interesting stat today. Um, if Derrick Henry didn't play at all in the first half this year, he would still be fourth in the NFL in rushing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's like 1,300 yards. Just, just, he, has, he has, I think, 1,100 yards just in second halves this year. Does he have like a special stat line in the league, yards after stiff arm? <laughs> I mean, he's got to be leading that. He's yeah. he's catching bodies left and right. God, he's, leading, he's leading the league in average of uh, yards thrown. Yeah, Yard, <laughs> yards after contact doesn't. That's I don't think you can call what he's doing. He puts a contact. I mean, that's more <laughs> of a yeah. Yard, yard I think division. See, yeah, see that stat is more like you know you get touched by a defender. He's seeking out the defenders and. <laughs> Like he's actively looking completely embarrassing on national television. Yeah. He's trying to take your soul. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that um, hey, y'all y'all ever seen uh which one is it? I think it's Santa Claus two where he makes the wax version of himself. He's yeah. playing yeah. in the snow and he's seeks he's he's running after all the elves. He's he's got the football. <laughs> yeah, that's Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we can get an NFL about, a little bit if y'all want to. I know we got wild card weekend coming up. I mean, I I didn't have any gambling picks this week, really. I mean, it's been kind of 
I do a lot of NFL. It's been slower. These leading up to these next couple of days. Anybody win a championship last week in fantasy? Right here. Three of the last four years. Don't call it a dynasty. Not yet. I was about to say, they need to up the stakes or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I know last time we started met, on fantasy. Oh, what'd you, what'd you have? Oh, well, I go into the semifinals on the one seed, right? I'm thinking I'm going to coast to the championship game. Well, that week, Ryan Tannehill put up 35. Corey Davis put up 29. Henry put up 25. So I thought, bet, I've won. This is no contest. Well, the rest of my roster decided we're just going to stay home. Tyler Lockett put up five. Thielen put up eight. Kenyon Drake put up five. Robert Tanyan put up nine. I lost by like 30. Oh. Mm. You know, it's funny. I got one to top that. Uh, I, in our championship game, I lost in the semifinals too, but in our championship game, the loser had Alvin Kamara with the six touchdowns. The mm. loser had Alvin Kamara. Wow. That's a tough way to go down. Yeah, it is. How do you lose? I mean, I had him too, but, yeah, that week I had – I mean, I had Aaron Jones and Josh Allen all year too, so they were they they were solid the whole way around. So, yeah, I, I had a good draft. Oh, yeah. Year. I had a good year. It was I – went, I, went, I think I went eight and five in the regular season. I started off four and oh, I think, but then I, I had several injuries and COVID, stuff like that, but then the playoffs were pretty – pretty solid yeah I, I had a I had a decent team this year but I mean the team I mean yeah the Titans obviously but I'm excited to watch the Bills this weekend I, besides the Titans I think the Bills are probably my favorite team but they I just I love Josh Allen yeah, with the Browns Cleveland yeah I, I think they'll beat Pittsburgh yeah I want the Browns yeah yeah I, yeah that's I, a is that your pick of the week? Because uh, I think Pittsburgh is a six-point favorite. You want to lock it in, D. Scott? We got a pick of the week on the, on here. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> I think because they they barely won the other week. You know, week seventeen, and what Big Ben sat out, and then now their head coach and a couple of receivers have COVID, so they're not going to be playing. So I don't I don't know if they can pull it out unless oh. they just come out. Yeah, that's right. I Stephen. think uh, Diggs and Cole Beasley are questionable for Buffalo, aren't they? Oh wow! Oh, really? I didn't, oh, I'm I didn't. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure both Diggs and Cole Beasley are questionable for Buffalo. I know Cole Beasley got hurt that last week, so yeah, okay. that doesn't surprise me. What's Dig? You know what Diggs is out for? Is it COVID? I don't know the injury. I, I don't know the injury, but I just heard it on the way home that they're both questionable. Okay. Well, the Bills were my lock. I'm still going to stick with it though. But I like it. I like it. That makes me feel a lot worse. I'll go ahead and give my lock. I got I got Titans plus three, wrong team favored. Tighten up. Yeah. I think it may be three and a half now. Is it three and a half now? It may be. I think it's still wrong team favored. Yeah, I do too. Hey, I'm I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that Washington over Tampa Bay. That's that's a, that's a big one. I think that's the biggest line of the weekend. I would love to see Washington because I mean, honestly, Washington they kind of put some stuff together. They're just not 
Yeah. That defense is strong with Chase Young. Yeah. Oh, my God. Chase Young. They're going to be a good team. They, they better get their offensive line ready because Chase Young is going to be all up in Brady's face. So I think if Alex Smith would have been starting all year, they could have went one nine or ten games, yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, because he's looked pretty solid when he's been in. Yep. What are they, five and one with him starting? Yep. Haskins was a train wreck. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they'll be looking – I could see them getting somebody like a um, – I could see them going for somebody like a Trask possibly because, I mean, he's not yeah. – I mean, that yeah. last game he played – that did not help his draft stock at all. I saw some people saying he should have sat out, but, I mean, I I think it hurt him, but I, I don't think it's just going to tank his his entire draft stock. I mean, I, it didn't help, definitely, but I think you'll still see a team probably get him in. I don't think it'll be first round, especially with the way Zach Wilson from BYU, they're in – I mean, he's the player they're in love with this year, it looks like. I mean, that I'm seeing – I've seen like him go as high as number three. I don't think he's that special, honestly. I mean, when he played us, I know he wasn't, and we weren't. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that number three pick at all for him. No. No. That had him a, that that which I don't know who it was. I mean, everybody nowadays just like Twitter. Everybody's got a mock draft they put out, but that had him over Justin Fields, and I, that's. That's insane. To me. That's a joke. Yeah, that's <laughs> no chance. I now I'm thinking about it. I mean that that could have just been a complete fabrication that they made up. It says Diggs has – What do y'all think about the um, – Oblique injury. Like oh, oh, yeah, oblique, yeah. I think he could probably – I think he'd play with that. Yeah. In the playoffs. He'll play, yeah. Um, what do y'all think about the Lawrence Fields debate after that semifinal game? People are saying that Fields are first. Yeah. I yeah, still I, want Lawrence. I'd still want Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I – because I remember I had a conversation with somebody, like, the day after the game. They're like, oh, yeah, Fields is going to go first. I'm like, no, one game is not going to change that. Lawrence Lawrence is going to be the first pick. You know, there's no doubt in my mind. Because if – I mean, that's that's the thing that I I, – I mean, I'm not trying to sound like an NFL GM here because I'm obviously nowhere close to that. But I, I think I think a lot of teams get too caught up in the hype like that. I mean, it's just you you take Lawrence, yeah. nobody nobody's gonna blame you if Lawrence is a bust. If you go Fields over Lawrence and he's a bust, um, and Lawrence is even just decent of what he can be, I mean, that's that's career suicide right there. Try try to get another job doing something mm-hmm. like that. That's that's just insane. That's an insane idea to me. But yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it out there where people are saying that. But I, I don't know. I think I think I think a lot of the people in the national media just get a little too uh, a little too bored sometimes. Oh my they, God. they pull a uh, Skip Bayless. <laughs> Something like that. They, I mean, it's it's a hot take business nowadays, but. King Skip still, yeah. Dude cracks me up, cracks me up. <laughs> but that's all. I didn't have a um, I didn't have a parlay this week. Keenan, did you have one? Uh, just the Titans plus three was all I had this week. Just a lot. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I haven't even looked at it much this week. Last time we met, my um, we were rooting for an Austin Eckler touchdown. 
it would have turned like five bucks into two hundred. They got down on the goal line. We're talking about we got they got down on the goal line and gave it to uh, Jackson instead, so he got the touchdown. So of course, I, I may have punched everything around me then. That that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't fun, but that's gambling, as they say. That's that's what you get into. But we're right at an hour here. That's all I had. Anybody got any? Any closing thoughts? Anything? Any rants, D. Scott? Did you get it all out about the about Philly? There's not enough time <laughs> to get through all that. I just wanted I wanted to give you the floor there for a little while. That was it's one of the most <laughs> questionable moves I've ever seen. Oh my gosh! It's one, one of the most questionable moves uh-huh. I've seen. So I just I didn't know if you wanted to. This is a safe place. No, for you. This hurts. is a safe place, D. Scott. You're 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 welcome. <laughs> you're welcome here. Mm-hmm. I'm, all, I'm glad. That's all he's got. Just, I don't even know what to say to it. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. It's so bad. Like we got to do something. We're probably we got what the number six pick. We'll probably pick some bull crap. You know, whatever. Yeah, we could we, we could probably get Devonte Smith, but no, we'll take some Arizona receiver, something like that. Nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> sleeper, sleeper pick. Call yeah. <laughs> well, and number six. And the fans are guaranteed to love the pick, right? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, the, city, the city will be perfectly fine if yeah. we pick somebody. Yeah, if we pick a sleeper pick. Yeah, no rights at all. No rights. <laughs> like, Howie, like, Howie Roseman will be safe. Nobody's going to be coming after him. It's all good. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I got. Anybody got anything else? I have one question. Yeah. D. Beckwith. D. Beckwith. He was kind of the guy, the positionless guy coming in to this class, you know, this last year's class. Does he stay at running back? Or if he does move, where does he move? Because I'm not going to lie, at the A&M game, I was sitting eight rows back from the end zone. So, you know, and the first – like, when I first saw him, the first thing that popped in my mind was, that's Derrick Henry Jr. Like, just how big he is, how fast he is, you know, everything about him. Maybe that's a little too much to put on him. But just his build and everything, I thought, that's Derrick Henry made over. Obviously, he's not, you know, as big as Henry, but just his height – you know, he's a pretty good – he's a really good-sized guy. Yeah. I just wonder how they're going to use him. I think you could probably use him in a pretty versatile way, uh, even more so than you would use like a Henry or so. Um, maybe not tight end, but you just got to get the ball in his hands when you have that type of athleticism and that type of size. Maybe like a Kyle Pitts role. I was thinking about that. Maybe just wow. try to beat you. Like that. Because he did. They call Kyle Pitts a tight end, but I mean he's in everything. Because oh. I, I don't know if Beckwith is a block. I don't know what his blocking would be like. Probably not that great, just because I mean he is he is a bigger, he's a taller dude, but he's not as big as I know Pruitt likes his tight ends, where he likes them two fifty, two sixty. Yeah, I, I like him like like Sawyer said. I like him as like a Kyle Pitts role, maybe as a slot guy, kind of. Yeah. Uh, Play him five yeah. yards off the line and no, no wide receiver screens. 
no wide receiver screens to him. I don't think he's got. Oh my that, god, dude. that that's for somebody quick, and we don't even do that well enough. So I like we open every single game. Yeah, with a screen. If there, if there was every game, the first drive of every game, there is a screen. If there was a prop bet for what will Tennessee's first play of the game be, I'd be a millionaire. I mean, I, I mean, I'll tell you, yeah, I'm taking a screen every time. Yeah. Wide receiver taking a screen screen for yeah. negative yards. Yeah, yeah. I me though, I, I would like him as a um as Kyle Pitts roller at the very least. I mean, we've seen how we can't defend a slant this year with a good receiver there or a decent or a receiver there. So you got somebody like Beckwith. I put him in the slot and just let him run slant. <laughs> he, he's big enough to. You can't throw it over his head, really, especially when you're that close. I mean, just get him get him a slant route with a little speed built up, hit him in stride, and let him go. I mean, I, I don't think he's completely out at running back. Like, yeah, because I, I liked him there, too. But I feel like – What, you got about a 12-yard average per carry right now? <laughs> probably, yeah. With, with us already having That's- T. Hodge back there, he's supposed to be kind of the bigger back. I know we haven't seen much of him. But when you've already got him and you're supposed to be getting um, Whitehead back, too, a guy that a lot of people forgot about. Which, Brown, too. Yeah, we don't know if he's – I don't know if Whitehead's going to linebacker, running back. <coughs> Seems like he could float in the middle kind of till till he finds a home. But unless Hodge and Whitehead both – Yeah, unless they both move to somewhere like linebacker, which has been talked about, you, you could see Beckwith back there then. But I – I feel like at a, at a slot receiver, I feel like he'd have a lot better chance at getting the ball in his hands. And you can always put him back there. Mm-hmm. And just Yeah, I mean, we talked about Princeton Fant last game where he's kind of the positionless guy, but he's nowhere near the athlete that Beckwith is already. I think he's a good player, but nowhere near like what Beckwith is. Yeah, that's a good point. Though. And speaking of receivers, I'm, I, I think bringing uh, – I'm not bringing him back, but uh, – Having Hyatt and um, Jones deciding to come back, yeah, like, that's that's nice. Those and are two really good hands, guys. I don't know and what's going to with D'Angelo Gibbs, but I mean, everybody forgot about Gibbs too. Murphy, I don't know if you know anything yeah. about Gibbs than I do. I know you're more plugged in, but I, I mean, uh, I mean, he he's a guy. He hasn't played receiver like in an actual college game. He's a guy that went to Georgia, tried to play DB, and then. You know, it didn't work out there, so he comes to Tennessee and try to make the transition to to receiver. And um, I think just from what I've seen, because I'm one of the people that honestly forgot about him as well because he just had so much going on and he kind of disappeared with opting out this year. But um, I think you have to wonder what he's going to – you know, what his impact is going to be moving forward. Does he play a role or is he a guy that, you know, is is going to end up going elsewhere? I don't I don't know because, you know, you lost Palmer, so you need to pick up some of that um production from somewhere and and I, I like Hyatt I like I like Jones I like um Malachi Weidman and, and Callaway but those guys are inexperienced and if you can bring a guy like Gibbs and you know get him going I think that's that's a plus too so mm-hmm. don't know the, and the Johnson re- transferred too yeah Johnson's out mm-hmm. yeah the the reports on Gibbs last year I mean you I mean, you may have seen the same thing but I know Everything they were saying in spring – or not spring ball, in um, right before the season started in fall camp, it sounded like fall Gibbs camp, yeah. was 
going to play a big role. And then you, you said opt out there. I didn't know if it was um, – I'm glad you said that. I didn't know if it was a true opt out because I, I thought at first when it first came out he was uh, focusing on academics was the label they gave it. So I didn't know if it was by choice mm. or kind of, hey, get your grades right first. So that's better to know that. At least. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they actually ever came out and said whether it was a, an actual opt-out because of health. They may have. I might have missed it. But I think, you know, you can obviously speculate one way or another. But, but yeah, he opted out. And I don't – y'all might know if, if what the reasoning was on that one, but I, I don't think I saw it. Didn't I'd say, Raymel Keaton opt out because of the uh, academics too? Yeah, that, may, that might have been yes. what I was thinking of. Yeah, which that was later in the year. I think he did too for academics. It may it may have been. They, I think they I, were both fresh. Honestly, could be, could be. Because I, I mean, to go through fall camp like that just for a few days, like he did. I mean, obviously he wasn't that afraid of the COVID. Which I mean, if he wanted to opt out, that's fine. I mean, that's. I mean, you saw that all over the country this year. But I mean, to go through a few days and then opt out. That's that's why I kind of wondered if it was something more than that. So, yeah. But I mean, if he comes back, I mean that's that's another big body receiver you got right there. So who knows? Who knows? But yeah, good point about Beckwith though. I'd forgot about him, and yeah, he. I mean, we didn't see him much, but at the end of the year, that's kind of he's fresh on everybody's minds going into next year, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's all I had. Anybody else? Yeah, I had one thing I wanted to kind of get everybody's opinion on. I don't – I'm sure you guys saw it, but uh, Bryce Thompson declaring for the NFL draft, not going to be back next year. I think that's a, a big loss when you look at the way the, the secondary played. I think, you know, we all kind of talked about that last time and, and how big of an issue that was. But I just wanted to get your opinions on where you see the secondary going because I think it's looking like Elante Taylor is going to be back next year and then – after him, you you go to Burrell and then Kenneth George. And, well, I don't – I think Kenneth George was a senior, actually, and I don't know if they've announced whether he's coming back or not. But um, after those Do guys, you've got – Do they know if uh, Key Lawrence is going to be a safety or a cornerback at this point? That was another thing I was going to mention was I don't know if they've kind of nailed a, a spot for him. So, after those guys that, you, you know, you know have experience, you've got a lot of inexperience and a lot of question marks as to where guys are going to play. So, I was just curious to get your – opinions on where we think they're going to go the secondary losing Thompson definitely hurts big time uh he -hmm. was easily I think easily best cover corner I I don't think there was anybody else that was close I mean literally when you watch the games people did not throw at Bryce Thompson very often because he was running the routes for you now you know like you said I mean yeah Alante Taylor's still there Warren Burrell still there. Uh, Key Lawrence, I thought he should have been playing all year. I mean, just yeah. uh, Danico Slaughter, where was he at? He, did he not start the South Carolina game? He, he did. did, yeah. He Lined up in the uh, slot across from Shai Smith and then just yeah. disappeared. He's kind of MIA the rest of the year. Uh, we have options and experienced options, but we do have options. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, I don't remember. Did we bring in any defensive backs in this recruiting class? Besides Rucker, I know we brought in Deshaun Rucker. McGee? 
No, we lost. McGee went, yeah, we did lose. We lost LSU. McGee. That's right. Mm-hmm. I feel like so, another one. That that right there is going to test. And I read I read an article that said this the other day when Thompson declared him leaving will definitely test Pruitt's credentials because he's yeah. supposed to be the D back whisperer. You know, when he was at Florida State, Georgia, he was putting out first rounders every year. Well, now it's your time to show. Kenny, are you really that good? Are you that guy that they said you were? So I don't know. Thompson leaving definitely hurts a lot. There's um, I think oh go ahead, man. The the only I was just gonna say the only other ones at defensive back. Rucker was the only one listed as a DB, but then you have um Rock Taylor, if he stays solid. I know there's been a lot of talk with him in Auburn, so who knows with him. Mm-hmm. He's an athlete, 6'2", 212. I would probably put him more in line – an outside linebacker maybe, but I would say safety after that. Um, Christian Charles, I forgot about him, honestly. Three stars. Oh, yeah, I think they recruited him to play defensive Yeah, 6'1", 185, you could see him there. And the big one that I forgot about, which I don't know how I did – which I don't know where you'll see him. I know I watched his tape after he committed, and he plays everywhere. Was uh, Cayman Marley? Yeah, Marley. Yeah, six. I could I could easily see him at at safety or at corner, but probably. Safe. I read something that Charles was the steal of this recruiting class. They they're apparently we're really big on him, and he's very underrated. So there's so, there's a couple more options there. Not yeah. bad. I could see us getting a transfer there too, honestly, especially at corner. Yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thompson. I mean, Thompson to me, I, uh, I mean, it, it was pretty expected. I didn't think I'd see him back next year. I would have been shocked if he would come back. Um, I think Alante stays, yeah. um, just because I, I think he could get drafted. But I, before this last year, I would have said it was a lot more a lot more likely. I mean, I know before this last year, he was getting a little bit of buzz for the draft, but now it's it's hard to keep any kind of buzz like that going after a year like this year. Wait, unless you're a guy like Thompson that just – I mean, he's about his business all the time. So, was it wasn't a huge shock to me that he left, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be hard to replace. I think Alante steps up into the number one role. I'd probably put um, either Lawrence or Warren Burrell at the next slot, and whoever doesn't get that spot's the nickel, probably. That's that's probably – or Slaughter. Like you said, we saw Slaughter at the beginning of the year. I could see him moving down in the nickel. Yeah, you've got pieces there, unlike 2017, but it's just finding the yeah. right spot. Yeah, good point, though. I didn't think about that either. Well, I guess that'll wrap up episode two. We're a little over an hour and 12 minutes, I think. That's a good episode, guys. Got every everybody in this time. Good to see yeah. you this time. Um, I guess that's it. I guess we'll wrap it up. Thanks for checking in with us, guys, and we'll see you next week.